Hi everyone, I'm Kami. I'm Gabo. Oh, and this is Nico, and welcome to Cafe Con Science. Um, episode something, whatever, <laughs> right. Um, all right, so in these uh, Cafe Con Science sessions, we start by asking everybody to describe their week in three words. So let's go around. Gabo, why don't you go first? Excitement. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, this week, wedding. Uh, oh wow! Okay, I'll tell the story in a bit. <laughs> uh, deadlines and no classes. That's four Ooh. words. Yeah, it's okay. No classes can be one word. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say my week was busy, productive, and interdisciplinary. All right. All right. Um, I would describe my week as. Um, Okay, three words. So beginning, beginnings, um, and then resting, and then stressing because I rest. So stress. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about this wedding story. Yeah, what's up? Did you get married? What's, what's no. Married? <laughs> no, we just went to a wedding over the weekend. Oh. Um, someone's son. And it was the my first Mexican wedding, which was... <laughs> That an experience. So fun. <laughs> Someone's son. Yeah, uh, we're Lorena made friends with uh, someone who works at the dining hall here at CU, and oh, and, and the name invited. Yeah. Wow, that's a big deal. I know. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so Marta, if you're listening, thank you very much. We had a great time at the wedding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really fun time. So what made it like specifically Mexican, or would like you say? Chicano yeah. Maybe. Um <laughs> we were telling someone the story and they were like, Well, I don't know if I've been to it. So they're they're all from the north. Um I've n i have do not know if I've ever been to a Norteño wedding, but it's like pollo con mole and rice. And that was exactly <laughs> it. That was the menu. Um and the music, the people. Um Marta has a really big family. Um and so it was fun seeing like all of the, all of the all of her sons and her or all of her children, her grandchildren, and the in-laws. And some of them are like not Mexican. <laughs> well, uh -huh. um, and it was funny seeing everyone in the environment. But it was a uh, it was a fun time. Cool. So I'm gonna take that you have no classes this semester for the first time in your life. Uh, I'm taking the half class, or I'm auditing uh, Lisa Dilling's class. But there was this week, or the classes on Mondays. We didn't have class this Monday, and so I didn't have class this week. Oh, right. Oh, you're, you're auditing the, so it's a class on usable science. Yeah. That's a very interesting class. Lisa Dilling is like, is a professor. She's she's very cool. After our, our Café con Science episode on... Uh, the use of science and seeing seeing the the announcement posters like all right i guess i, guess I need to it. go yeah <laughs> wow this is good yeah that reminds me i um okay whatever for for, for the next project so i organized a, a, a panel discussion yesterday with the director of series and the director of the center for science and technology policy research nice and then the director of series is a big research center on campus is like 19 million dollars a year on uh, nine like nine zero they have such a small uh, oh. such a small <laughs> author or office. Office, yeah, but they're like a giant coalition, and he's also a former chief um, uh, NASA scientist. Yeah. And so it was really good. And then um, I didn't think about recording it, but next time I organize something like that, I will record it. It was very interesting. 
So it happened yesterday? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, as part of, yeah. So what was the discussion, like, mainly focused on? Um... So, so, so the, the event was more have like a panel discussion on kind of scientists and their interaction with science and technology policy. Um, and then I guess the two panelists really wanted their message for younger scientists was like, you know, things are more complicated than you think, you know, it's not about people don't make decisions that you don't like because they don't have the same information as you. That's called a deficit model, right? So you're like, oh, well, politicians make this decision just because they don't know the data that I know. And that's, that's usually not the case also the other one is to say they make the decisions that they do because they're dumb and that's also not the case so kind of starting from that line of like you know everybody like is smart and then just giving people data is not the same thing as listening to their needs and concerns and also when a representative makes a decision they need to take into account a lot of other things like the consequences on their constituency uh, they have to make decisions based on values and not just on data so that's something that sometimes um, especially young scientists and engineers have a hard time understanding and so the the purpose of this discussion is to kind of start there there were some good questions and about like you know how how do you communicate how do you find common ground um so i thought it, it, went, it went pretty well we had like about 35 people come it was good nice we gave boss lady pizza which is good yeah yeah <laughs> that uh, all sounds awesome. So you should come. These are, did you not yeah. get the... I did not get no, the email. You didn't send us the invitation. Yeah. We sent it to every department. But oh. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll make this happen better. Um, Wait, was that the lunch on top of the physics tower? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did get it. I didn't know you were going to be there. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a, one of the co-directors of uh, the Forum on Science, Ethics, and Policy. So I organize these kinds of events. Ah. We're going to have another one, which will be with uh, local politicians, and in particular how local politics um, do data-driven um, decisions and how scientists can then get more encouraged in policy. So the Netherlands mayor used to be a, a, ch a staff scientist uh, in one of the labs here. Really? And so he did the switch, so he's one of the speakers. Yeah, so that will be at the end of this month. Cool. Come. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so sorry. If you're listening and you're in Boulder, you should come. That's, yeah. a, that's a tangent. Um, <laughs> and and it, But but I might record that one, but that one is very local-oriented, but maybe, yeah. So but, but, but we, should, we were talking about the wedding. So yeah. we're going around, and then we're explaining our three words, and then you were saying no class because you yeah, didn't have no class, class last week. Uh, what, was my, what was my last one? Uh... Your week, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows what happened? <laughs> oh, deadlines. I'm still comps is on my mind. Oh, good. Your comprehensive examination. Yeah. Um, it's getting closer. And getting closer. <laughs> yeah, that's the one big exam in uh, the graduate school for STEM PhDs, I would say. You just took yours, right, Kami? Yeah, but we call it something different. So we call it our preliminary oh. exam because then we yes, do our yes, comps potatoes, a year potatoes. before. Because we also have a comps, but yeah. we do comps a year before defense. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. And there's something about the title. Like yeah. you're not a PhD student anymore. Yeah. You're a PhD candidate. And if you're in research, you get a little salary raise. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah actually like you said no class this semester is the first semester ever that i am taking no classes since i was in kindergarten me too it's just crazy and i'm 32 yeah how yeah. did how did you go through grad school <laughs> taking classes every semester uh, i don't know like didn't sleep as much I don't know. um 
I know. I, yeah, I took a lot of classes in grad school, but I never took like a lot in one semester. So I like yeah. sprinkled them out. And there, I had a lot of one semester, one class a semester. Yeah. Um, and then those were usually the my uh, science and technology policy classes. Fun and stuff. Yeah. So it gives you a nice break, and they're not. They don't take too much time, right? Like let's say when you take your first classes like that are your core classes for me, like yeah. electrodynamics, for example, was like, I had to dedicate 20 hours a week just to that class. And it was crazy. These classes, they're okay. You go there, you chat for three hours, you read a couple things from during two hours during the week and that's it. Like if you dedicate three, four or five hours, then you're good. So anyway, so yeah, no class, no class. Woo, no class. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you, you know, learning is fun, but it's it interesting is. to just learn what you want, not mm-hmm. have to do homework. Anyway, Kami, what about you? Um, so my week was pretty busy but productive. I got a lot of things crossed off in my to-do list, which feels really good, you know, highlighting those things that you get done. Not like... Oh, you have a to-do list. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I should do that. I should do that. I'm really yeah. big into agendas uh-huh. um, and, like, different colored markers. That's mostly why I'm into agendas, just the markers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very interdisciplinary because a lot of the things that I worked on was very uh, dispersed around my projects and all the projects I'm working on. So um, it was really... Uh, interesting to be able to switch back and forth between different sorts of projects and be able to focus on one, complete a specific task for one, and then immediately have to do kind of a switch and then go into another. So that was pretty fun. It's also fun to not have classes because now my agenda is freed up. <laughs> Can have meetings all day instead of classes. Yeah, meetings. We love meetings. All right, I'm taking the. Cl- I'm taking a picture. Go away. Hey. There you go. Yay. Um, that sounds like, yeah, very organized week. Very yeah, impressed, yeah? It, oh, it, cool. it felt very organized, nice. you know. Oh, so that was kind of, mine was not that organized at all. Uh, but it was cool. So I said um, a lot of beginning. So I, I went to, so for example, the event yesterday was the first event of this forum for science, ethics, and policy of the semester. So that's always a big thing for us. Um, I also met with the CU campus radio that's right did you know that we had a radio (laughs) i recently learned that when i told somebody about latino labs and they told me that they had heard it on the radio and i'm like i don't think you did what but maybe who knows if somebody's using the episodes and just like sticking it in the radio not asking for permission (laughs) um but but i'm not sure you know lost in communication but maybe uh, they just plugged us like an ad yeah. yeah so i um so i met with um the person that is kind of trying to organize things in the program mm-hmm. And uh, he was very, very nice. Um, and I think we're going to start, um, yeah, we're going to be scheduled for a weekly radio spot. Uh, so that's going to be an extra motivation to put out things weekly. All right. And they're very, very excited. Need to up the production the, value then. By, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but our production value is pretty good right now. Yeah. No. I, I new mics. New mics. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of beginnings. And then I took two days off, um, mostly because... Uh, I went to the Springs, so my wife has come from Colorado Springs, so we went to the Springs mm. um, to visit her family, and I forgot my charger for <laughs> both my phone and my computer, and so I ran out of battery <laughs> on Sunday, and I had no other choice but to take a break. 
So I took a break and it was great. That was nice. awesome. It was great. We found this really cool Mexican restaurant in Colorado Springs. Well, actually, Monument. Anyway, it was very good. It's called Jarrito Loco. I'm just plugging them in because it was amazing. <laughs> I have um, to go. And it was like cheap and amazing. Beautiful. I mean, it was like, you know, which is, you can't find that in Boulder, which is, which is a frustration. No. And then, uh, and then now I'm stressed because I, you know, took a break for two days, and then I'm like, ah, all the things. But That's yeah, so good though. You got to reset, got was, to miss was, work a little bit. It was great. <laughs> it was a good excuse too. Yeah, yeah. and then it like, was fine. You know, like we, we, I was on time, and everything was was well. There was no reason yeah. to be stressed. I need to work on that. But um, are we on time? Uh, are we on time? We're more or less on time. Speaking of beginnings, then. Speaking of beginnings, we're trying to. First, um, you know, talk about our lives. These are the lives of being a scientist on campus, more or less. And uh, now we'll switch to the topic of the week. And since this week is uh, the first week of classes or the second week of classes, depends on where you are, I thought it would be fun to ask the Latino Labs crew um, kind of to reflect a little bit on the time uh, <laughs> they started as freshmen in, in college. Um, so, yeah, how was that? How was that first week? I think you need to start this time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it was interesting. I mean, for me, it was interesting. It's always interesting. I um, I thought I knew a lot of things, and then like nothing like was working like I thought would I feel work. Like that's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was nice. I actually um, so I knew the campus a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, um, and a lot of the people from my school went to that campus like I would say like almost 20% of the people I knew uh, but I took six months off after high school before I went to university so I, I, I entered at another semester so I wasn't in any of the same classes and I did that kind of on purpose so for me it was very exciting to meet new people but yeah mostly just feeling lost but but feeling like you were not supposed to be lost especially me because I like I already kind of had gone to the campus a few times and then I was enjoying being able to not go to class when I didn't want to which was a very new thing <laughs> yeah. yeah and taking naps outside instead of taking naps inside you know in the class yeah so instead <laughs> if, I, if I started to fall asleep in the class I'd be like I can just go in the grass and then I would just do that. And I thought that would be more respectful of the professor, too. You know? So this was in Colombia? Yeah, this was in Colombia. Yeah. Okay. So how is the um, undergrad experience different? I mean, I guess you can't compare because yeah, you I haven't can. been in both. But yeah. is, it the, is it standard also like to have four years of undergrad as well and like be out with like a bachelor's so, degree? So my generation was the first one to actually switch from five years to four years. It used okay. to be five. Um, and then almost all universities have switched to four years for bachelors, yeah. And then uh, it's still like the experience, same thing. Like, yeah, you, you choose your classes, you go through the whole thing about scheduling. Um, you basically have to take a certain amount of classes to get your degree. Uh, yeah, more or less. And then it's there are campuses where there's building where there are classrooms, but you have classes like all over campus. You don't stay in a single building. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that's also very similar to here. Yeah. And then the university I went to was... Um, on the side of a mountain, so it's very vertical, so it has a lot of stairs, <laughs> a lot of stairs. So you're really fit. Oh yeah, everybody's super fit. Because sometimes you have like five minutes between classes to go, oh. and then you just have to go for it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's 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 what I remember. And then it's a little blurry. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it's crazy. It was it was it was more than uh, more than fourteen 10. years ago, thirteen years ago. Okay, somebody else, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It was interesting. I, I went to high school in Puerto Rico, and then I did my undergrad at Penn State, uh, which is in the middle of nowhere that, in Pennsylvania. That sounds different. Very yeah. different. Yeah. Where, where, um, were you, like, did you move there for school? Yeah. Oh, that's a very U.S. thing. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So did you have to, like, leave with somebody that you didn't know? Uh, actually, no. My, my freshman year, I ended up being roommates with someone I had gone to middle school with in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I found out like a couple months before we were um, before we were going to school that he had also gotten accepted and we requested that we be roommates. Um, oh, that's cool. Brian, if you're listening, I don't know. <laughs> it was a good year. Um, it was interesting. The f- one of the things that I tell people often is that it felt like walking into a Disney show or a Disney movie. Because I've, right, you you watch American TV outside of the U.S. and you expect oh like things aren't really like that or like they're just exaggerating, but it, it's it, you get exactly what you expect, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I feel like media is a poor representation of reality anyway, and. It was shocking to to find you out. You mean about like you know the buildings and the, the buildings, professors and the, the people, and the parties, yeah. the dorm rooms, the, the dining hall. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, yeah and I ended crazy. up. What's up? The parties were crazy, like people jumping from roofs and stuff like that. New to, someone like fell off a fifth floor. <gasps> what? And she survived. Okay. Wow. Whoa. Okay, because of a party. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, I wasn't there, but next level party. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Penn State's really bad about like. <laughs> riots during football games oh really people are so happy they're just riot yeah or so mad that they riot wow just rioting no matter what yeah (laughs) um but yeah the i went to visit a couple of friends and my one of my cousin's high schools when i was in the u.s for the first time and it was like am i on a tv set right now (laughs) really yeah, I don't know. Schools in Puerto Rico are, like, out in the open. It's tropical. The only thing you have to worry about is rain, not, like, freezing your toes off between classes. <laughs> oh. And it's weird seeing, like, schools all inside. I don't know. Huh. Uh, um, it was interesting. I had just, like, decided to not be a music major and go into astrophysics. Um and my first year was rough in the science and math classes because of that. So your first semester was in music, or before you arrived, you decided that music wasn't for you? Um, before I arrived, I decided that music schools were too expensive for me. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, I was really lucky to get a scholarship uh, for essentially all the tuition at Penn State. Um, and Nice. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and so the, the first year was like, you can um, hear the people moving chairs just outside. Where that's we're right. <laughs> oh, no. Here at July, yeah. Sorry. Redecorating. You yeah. Know. Redecorating. First week of classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else from, so Disney, from first year? Disney set. Disney set. Um, I didn't know any or a lot of math or science when I, or as much as the people around me, and it was like a struggle to catch up. It's weird. After after my second year, like things went a lot smoother. <laughs> yeah, but then like you know, you struggled your first year, you didn't know as much, and now you're doing a PhD. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's how it starts. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Kami? So I went to I guess somewhere between your like sitcom situation in Puerto Rico because I went to FIU in Miami, Florida. Yeah. Which some people call 
uh, North South America because there is so many um, people from different cultures and different backgrounds. Um, but FIU is a commuter school, so I think oh. you don't have that what, same like. What is a commuter school? So a commuter school, from uh, my perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, is a school that um, the majority of the students commute to the school to take oh, classes okay. rather so, than like living there. Oh, so like like in Colombia, like all, almost all of them are community schools. Exactly. Yeah, in Puerto Rico as well. It's, yeah. Like there's no on campus, like the campus does not have buildings full of dorms. And okay. Like well, our campus had some dorms, uh-huh. but the majority of the students would commute in. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really great experience to be able to kind of be at that intersection between like a very like Hispanic culture and like Hispanic surroundings and like businesses, but then also have like a very traditional American education where you have like (laughs) all the same classes that everybody in the rest of the world are taking. What I thought was interesting that I think a lot of schools do this is that the first two years you take kind of a university core curriculum, which is like, yeah, like the basic math and science, like credits in Mm -hmm. order for you to like have your associate's degree which to me still feels and felt a little bit repetitive like I want to study this like let me go study this like why am I taking another English class that is covering like pretty much the same thing that I covered before I was lucky enough to take some AP classes so I did get some credits. So AP is advanced placement classes where they give you college credit. In high school. In high school mm-hmm. where you take an exam yeah, after. Yeah, that's very U.S., yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything like that in Colombia? Not officially. Um, so the high school I went to was like very, was a lot of work. I am not a fan. <laughs> but, um, if you got more than a certain grade on certain like advanced classes, uh, certain universities would count them towards like a class or two. Uh, but it was not like an automatic thing. There's no like an official system. So like here it's very official, right? Um, very official. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, so it was interesting. It was good. So going between like everything's in Spanish outside the classroom, everything in English inside yeah. the classroom kind of thing. Well, I think kind of, and also um, FIU is located in like Westchester, Miami-Dade County, which is like a Westchester. (laughs) Westchester. Okay. Um, Which is a very um, like Central American uh, populated area of Miami. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to be able to kind of um, go outside and like have food that uh, was very culturally Central American and then Mm -hmm. go back on campus and be like, okay, here's like Chick-fil-A and uh, Burger King pretty much. But we had a Pollo Tropical in FIU, which was so fire. (laughs) Pollo Tropical is a fast food chain from Puerto Rico and it's the best. Yeah, well, it's all over Miami and it was at FIU because, you know... It had to like stick Pollo to its tropical. roots. Okay. Yes, I need yes. to go. Yeah, it's you have to. to. Uh, wow, this is such a shameless Pollo Tropical plug. They <laughs> 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 have like great yuca frita. Yeah. Oh, and they have like balsamic tomatoes and it's really good. Okay, so moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to to finish soon. So So, um, my experience was overall great. I will say to kind of... What about uh, your first week in particular? My first week in particular was like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Because I also had some like 
very like hard science classes. Like I was just taking all of them in the first semester because some advisor was like, yeah, that's what you should do. Like take chemistry, physics, biology, and calculus all in the same semester. Um, They're like, you took AP classes. You don't need college algebra. Just go for it. And that was such a stark comparison, uh, like compared to what I did in high school. Because in high school, I was like, oh, like this is so Mm -hmm. easy. And then getting into first semester of undergrad, you're like, okay, like, yeah, I can skip classes. But now these classes are like really hardcore. And there's nobody telling me like, here's do this, do this. Like you're just responsible for everything. And it was a little bit rocky at first. So then I like freaked out and like switched to anthropology, which I ended up really <laughs> loving. Um, but For then, <laughs> but then I like, I took one physics class, which changed my life. And Dr. Laird, if you're out there, um, he made it. So physics was like my first academic love. So I ended up getting a bachelor's degree in physics and in anthropology because I was able to go back and make sure that I pursued the science classes that I previously didn't get right. Uh So anybody listening out there, if you're super overwhelmed by science classes, your first semester, it gets better and make sure not to give up because it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up doing PhD. Yeah. And then I ended up doing PhD. Yeah. So so in summary, confused, not up to expectations. And then Disneyland a little bit, like a little bit like you feel like you're at a place like a little bit like alien no? yeah it's like you're in another planet it is it is a totally different planet than high school for sure oh yeah and the real world <laughs> yeah that is also true all right well i think that's all the time we have uh for this episode so thank you for taking your coffee break uh, with us and yeah. uh yeah so this was nico this was gabo and this was Cami. thank y'all and this is coffee science